All right, it's uh, Brian here for the uh, UMFM with the Pity Party. I'm here with Stu Ross of Comeback Kid. Stu, how's it going, man? Great, thanks for asking. Just uh, cruising home right now, enjoying some sunshine. Right on. Lucky you. It's uh, it's kind of it's kind of cloudy here in Winnipeg right now, so not yeah. really a lot of sunshine going on. Um, yeah. You are you're the you're the guitarist uh, with Comeback Kid. You guys are are just coming out with a uh, a new album coming up within the next couple of weeks outsider on new damage records what uh it's it's your second album with comeback kid um what uh what's that like man what's what's the dynamic like how how'd you guys fit together like is it a good fit is everything all good or yeah um i mean it's 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 cool for me i mean uh i've played in lots of bands since you know sort of my early 20s and uh we had toured a lot with comeback kid back in the day so i mean these guys have been long-term friends of mine for you know 15 15 plus years 17 years i guess um and you know i was really close with the guys that were in the band previous to me being in the band and that's kind of how i ended up in there was uh i was a really good friends with casey and when he said that he was going to be leaving the band uh it just kind of made sense for me to give it a shot and and you know the guys gave me the opportunity and it worked out really well so it's good you know I'm, i've been doing it for five or six years now um but yeah, so I mean, when I joined the band, they've had their, they've had the way they've done things, their sort of dynamic with writing and recording and all that, uh, sort of since day one, it's always been Andrew, Jeremy, and Kyle who were sort of, uh, you know, behind, behind the reins with that stuff. But uh, after, you know, after a couple of years of being in the band, it, they definitely opened up and allowed me to have some creative input. So, you know, going into the last record, Die Knowing, um, I did a little bit of writing with the guys. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like a full control. Here's my idea. This is the way it is. Situation, but they uh, definitely let me do some uh, writing with them, and you know, put, contribute some ideas to that record. Uh, so then, when it came time for this record, it was a uh, it was actually a pretty good setup in a sense that they were really comfortable with just allowing me to, you know, write some material and bring it to the table. So it was cool with with this with this uh, with Outsider. It was it was interesting because. This is the first time I think Comeback had ever done an album where the entire band was together and brought the ideas to the table and wrote and developed the songs together. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. It's great. I mean, I've always been a long, long time fan of the band. You know, they've been one of my favorite bands for years. Yeah, no, Eb, I, uh, I read an interview... Uh... It's uh, it's getting kind of windy on your end for a second there, man. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, I actually read an interview recently where Andrew said that you you had a much greater influence. So you you were talking about that, and that's really cool. Um, what kind of what kind of stuff did you like? What kind of stuff influences you that that you were able to bring into to their recording process, to your guys's recording process that you feel might not have been there previously? That's an interesting question because um, I mean. It, just to say, who, who would know if I wasn't there? But I mean, uh, as far as like the way I write music, you know, I, I, I have like a pretty strong melodic leaning, um, which I think Comeback Kids always had, but maybe it's a little more present on this record due to the fact that, you know, the, the stuff that I, I brought to the table is a little more melodic than usual. Um, but I mean, the interesting thing is like we all, we all sort of have like an idea of what the band should sound like, right? Right. So, I don't necessarily know if if me being 
being there made a big difference, but I mean, obviously there's certain songs that wouldn't be on the record if I hadn't written them. <laughs> so <laughs> if that kind of answers the question. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, to, to further further go on that point then, which which songs did you have like a really heavy hand in, in, in helping record? Uh, well, I mean, as far as the tracking and everything went, like Jeremy and I pretty much recorded every song. And then Andrew played on maybe like two or three but like the songs that Andrew played on, it would be like I would play the other guitar for that, or then Jeremy would play the other guitar for that. Um, but certain like songs in in particular, like uh, "Surrender Control" was a song that I brought to the table. Uh, what else is on there? "Surrender Control," uh, "Outrage." Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the tracks are called because they were all working titles, right? Right. So I'm just trying to trying to remember what they actually ended up being called. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, uh, Surrender Control is the second track. Outrage was the eighth track. Both of those ones I, I really enjoy. Um, yeah, uh, the track listing, Outsiders, Surrender Control, Absolute, Hell of a Scene, Somewhere, Somehow, Consume the Vision, I'll Be That, Outrage, Blind Spot, Livid, I'm Prime, uh, Recover, Throw That Stone, and Moment in Time. Yeah, uh, uh, Blind Spot and Throw That Stone were another were another couple songs that were mine. Um, it's actually interesting, like, when people, have, like, friends of ours that have heard the record, they kind of assume a lot of the poppier, more melodic tracks came from me, but most of the like really melodic stuff is that actually came from Andrew, which was kind of surprising. Oh wow! Um, but I think that's just you know, we were at a point where we we were kind of like we should just try everything, you know. And at the end of the day, it's all going to sound like Comeback Kid once Andrew's singing on it. Um, yeah, you guys, um, you guys got like a really. I would say it, it was kind of a really big throwback. I've been such a huge fan of the band being from Winnipeg um, and, and, you know, listening to them since I was little, little, little. Um, I, it was kind of a really neat throwback, the entire album, because, like, you guys just got these really loud, bombacious choruses in there, and it was, it was something that felt like it, it could have come off of uh, Wake the Dead or broadcasting, and it was, it was, a, really cool, it was a really cool thing to, to, to experience this album and, and just kind of get that feeling again like I used to with, with, with your guys' record. So, you know, it's, whatever, whatever you guys were able to do, it's, it's really cool, and I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that appreciates it. Well, that's awesome, man. Like, I'm, I'm glad to feel that way because, you know, there was a lot of a lot of times when we were writing this stuff that we were, you know, maybe a little unsure that maybe we were, you know, being a little too out of the box. But it's interesting, like, after the fact, you know, when you hear it back, it's like it is reminiscent of sort of their older style, like on, on previous records. Which is great. Like, it's it's such a it's such a, a great, um, catchy awesome sound to just be kind of bumping wherever you are headphones speakers car like it's 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 a good, it's a great sound where you can get people into that more melodic style um but it still has like it has that edge but it it's it's catchy enough that you can get people into it and it's kind of like it's a it's a gateway into the more melodic and hardcore and stuff and it's great i, I love showing it to people oh thanks so much i mean you're you're probably the one of the first few people i've spoken to that I, I, you know, can't expect a biased reaction from, you know, like my wife and my friends and, you know, sort of our contemporaries and other bands, you know, everybody's always going to say, yeah, man, it's sick, it's great, you know? Um, so it's, it's cool to, like, actually hear an outside opinion on it. Yeah, well... Yeah, I'm glad I can provide that. Um, I like in my interviews usually I like to give like a couple of different questions that are outside of the making of the record and, and the touring and all that stuff. Um, you know, just just to kind of let people get to know you a little better. So like, um, what uh, a question I, like, I normally like to ask is is Are you superstitious? And if so, like, what kind of superstitions do you have? 
<laughs> I am like I am, but I think it's like almost subconscious at times. Like I, uh, I feel like when I was like a kid, somebody was like, "You have to lift your feet over train tracks when you drive over them." And now I've just I've just done it for like 20 years, and I don't know why, <laughs> you know, um, shit like that. Uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily superstitious. I think as I get older, I'm like more OCD. I'm always like, "Oh shit, did I lock the door? Did I turn off the oven or whatever?" You know, adult um, stuff. Yeah, as far as like superstition goes, though. No, I think the only thing I do is the weird railroad track thing, and that's just like, it's almost subconscious. I just do it, and then I, I don't even really know why. I, oh, actually, the other thing, too, since I was like a kid, when I was like a, like really young, I went to Scotland for my uncle's wedding. I was like eight or nine years old or something. And uh, I remember watching this movie like the night before we left about like a plane crash, and that got me like really scared. And then, like, ever since then, I don't think I've ever been on a flight. Like, the first thing I do when I sit down is look at the, like, emergency thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, for no reason either, right? Because it's like, if the plane crashes, you're, you're going to be screwed. Like, there's not really, you're not really getting out of it. Yeah, but, like, no. It's almost just like a, a habitual, like, superstition thing where I, like, pull it out and look at it. I don't even, like, like, you know, sort of process what it is. I just look at it and go, okay, I did that. It's good. <laughs> I... That's that's really that's really interesting. My dad also has like his his dad. So my grandfather uh, helped uh, was was uh, with Air Canada for a really long time, and so he knows like my dad knows all the things that can go wrong with planes, and so he does more or less the same thing. He just hates flying. He just he gets on planes and he just thinks about all the things that can go wrong all the time. Yeah. Uh, I've never ever in my entire life heard that train tracks thing where you got to lift your feet i've never really? i've never even heard that before well, now you're gonna do it and then you're gonna be like god damn it <laughs> probably what's so like what's I, I superstition you can't really look at the logic behind it but like if there were like what's what is this sort of prevailing thought like why would you lift your feet going over train tracks i have no idea i mean I, i'm sure it's probably similar to like not stepping on a crack in the, in the sidewalk or something you know like bad luck sort of deal something behind it yeah it, it was in sometime in high school one of my friends did it and i was like oh shit well i guess i better be doing that and then I've just never stopped. Yeah, that's I I guess that's around the same sort of time period as like, you know, somebody tells you in high school, look, if you don't if you're driving past a graveyard and don't hold your breath, that's super bad luck. Same sort of idea, right? So I always heard it was hold your breath. Yeah, no, like uh yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, hold your breath going yeah, so <laughs> that's crazy. Um I, I'm gonna start doing that. I'm absolutely yeah. I'm not even going to think about it, it's just gonna happen now. Thanks. Yeah, it actually kinda crazy. Like I was uh just driving with like a little while ago. I don't know, within the last couple of years, uh, my buddy Chase from Living with Lions, him and I were going somewhere, and I saw him do it when we were driving. I'm like, did you do that too? And he's like, yeah. I was like, why? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's crazy, man. That's awesome. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, something. What what's, what's something that you, you listen to on a semi-regular basis that would surprise people? Um, Brian Adams. Right on, dude. I love I love Brad Adams. Waking up the neighbors is like one of my favorite records That's... Uh, of all time. Um, is, now is that a, is that a, is that a Canadian thing or is that it is used to like just like Brian Adams like just straight no, away? I just think it's good. Like <laughs> um, you know, it could he could be from anywhere, and I would just be like, "Damn, this is just great." He's like, he's got such an awesome voice, and like especially with that record, it's just like they're just great, like you know, rock and roll songs. Um, Oh, yeah, I think they, I think he's just like a really cool artist, and he does really cool things. That's cool, uh, man. Other than that, I mean, like, uh, sorry, I'm on a phone call. No, I'm good. That's fine. Um, yeah, so Ryan Adams. <laughs> uh, I'm like a super huge Green Day fan since I was a kid. Um, Rance is a huge band I love, uh, but as far as like weird bands, 
Yeah, Brian Adams is probably the one that is like the strangest out of the box that would surprise people. Um, Nothing to be ashamed about there. He is a tremendous musician, right? So that's that's oh, yeah, awesome, absolutely. man. That's cool. Um, uh, is there is there any sort of hobbies that you like to take part in, or anything like that? Sports or like fidgety type activities that you do when you're like not writing music or on tour? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not like a huge athletic guy. I drink beer and smoke cigarettes and misbehave. Uh, but I'm also like I I've been off and on of like box for like three or four years. So okay. I do that semi-regularly when I'm home. Right um, I started doing hot yoga pretty regularly this uh, this last, like, six months. Just, like, I think years and years of being in a band has sort of caught up on me, my uh, my hips and my knees and my back and stuff. So kind of do that. But on the road, um, we, try to, we try to do a little bit of, like, like fitness, try and be health conscious on the road a bit. I mean, like, um, I bring I bring focus mitts and gloves with me and jump rope and do a little bit of calisthenics here and there. Um the other Ron and uh, Ron and our drummer are like push-up freaks. They love to do push-ups. Uh, Jeremy Jeremy used to be quite quite an active marathon runner, actually. Oh wow! Um, but he re- he recently had a, a child two, coming up on two years. Okay. So he hasn't been as as able to do that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean the, band, the band's relatively active. We try we try to be, uh, especially when we're home when you have the time to to focus on your health mentally and physically because once we're out on the road it, it can get a little taxing yeah you just day after day after day same same people same living space like i can understand that um so like you mentioned boxing do you do you pay attention to like professional boxing at all or is that something that interests you or i don't that's kind of the funny thing is like a lot of the times i'll go to the boxing club and it's like you know guys will be like, oh did you watch this fight and i'll be like no <laughs> like I, I don't really know much about it you know um, the thing, the thing I like about it more than anything. I mean, I'm not like a big competitive guy, and I'm definitely not like a, a very aggressive guy. So um, the thing I like about boxing is almost the same thing with with doing yoga. Is it's it's just somewhere where I can go and sort of like focus on doing that, and I don't really think about you know work or the band or relationships or anything like that. You know, I kind of just forget about everything that's going on, and I can just focus on you know sort of trying to get good at what I'm doing and 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 focus on you know learning those skills as, as opposed to you know letting letting everything from the outside world sort of come come and interfere with that yeah i mean that that makes sense you know everyone everyone needs a little bit of escapism in their life in some way shape or form be it you know activities or music or video games or whatever the heck um cool so just gonna just gonna take a couple back to uh, to the the record stuff um what is your favorite track on on the record uh I, I really like Surrender Control. Um, obviously, I'm kind of biased because it's a song that I yeah. wrote. And I, I was like, yeah, this song's sick. But uh, I love that. Uh, I love Absolute. Um, I really like uh, Somewhere Somehow. Uh, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's moments in every song that I'm like, yeah, this is cool. And, and overall, there's not like a song I dislike on the record. Okay. Um, Consume the Vision, I think, is great. Uh, like... Chris from the Flatliners is on that track, and he's, yeah. he's like a, he's a good friend of mine, and and like I love the Flatliners. I love everything from when they were a, a ska punk band to you know this sort of awesome rock band they've become. Um, so having having Chris on the record is great, and then you know the the last tune as well, having having a Matt Good like North Coast sing on yeah. the track was really cool too. Right on. Um, yeah, they're all they're all good tracks. I like the album front to back. Um, 
I'm really pumped that you guys were able to put it out. Um, one last question, then I'll, and then I'll let you go, Stu. It's uh, it's something that I always ask everybody that I always have in an interview, and it's the toughest question of every interview that I give. Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's hard, right? Because, like, is a hot dog bun just a smaller, like, hoagie bun? You know, I don't know. And if that's the case, it's like, is a, is a sub sandwich just a hot dog without the hot dog? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 why it's such a hard question, man. I, I need to know, though, which which way do you think and why? Uh, I would just say no. Okay. Just, be, just because. I don't know, because, like, if you went to a store and they were like, we have sandwiches and we have hot dogs. Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess, I guess that's my, my only logic behind it. I mean... It's there's no right or wrong answer. I'm just curious to know what people think, right? So, yeah, I uh, I really appreciate it, Stu uh, from Comeback Kid coming on to the pity party and and giving an interview here. Uh, your guys's new record, uh, Outsider, coming out on New Damage Records uh, on September the eighth. So coming up shortly, Stu. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Hey, I appreciate it. All right, have a good yeah, one, man. Fun. Yeah, you take care. All right, bye bye.